With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Zach Mack, there's nothing better than that intro right now. A little Papa Roach bringing us in. Gotta love it. <laughs> um, you know, for, for all those tuning in tonight and uh, the new season, uh, Carter, appreciate you uh, putting that in. I know uh, I had to twist your arm to, to get you to, to put a little Papa Roach last resort in there to bring us home or, or to bring us in. So, um, but with that being said, uh, back for another uh, another episode tonight. What's up, Belly Up? Got my boy Zach Mack here from Puck Puck Pass, and obviously uh, my co-host here. Um, how's it going, man? Dude, I'm doing well. I'm a little sore. Like I told you, I was moving. I've been moving over the weekend, uh, but it was it was actually All Star weekend, so I had to I had to move that weekend, so I wouldn't miss any hockey. But uh, I'm out of shape, man. That's all I know. Actually, you know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because. Uh, for, in past, I've heard they've made great changes to the All Star game. Oh boy, yeah. As far well, I mean, maybe maybe the game, maybe the uh, the skills challenge. Uh, I personally, as a sports fan, I haven't tuned in in years. How was it this year, or, or, or how or how are things going? How in general? What 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 would you give me a one out of five? I mean, I'm on your side. I don't I don't watch it. I, well, I used to watch it every year when I was a kid, but. Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about it on the last Puck Puck Pass episode. I didn't watch the skills competition. KJ watched it. He filled us in on the last episode. Uh, it's to the point where it's just it just gets worse and worse every year, so I don't watch it. It does like the goalies aren't even trying. It's just not. It's not real hockey. I mean, I, it's probably fun for the players. It gets all you know, hang out with each other over the weekend and whatnot, and it, it's a break for all the rest of the players. But from a fan's perspective, I just it's not. It's it's eh. It's like the Pro Bowl, man. Same thing. Did you watch the Pro Bowl? Yeah, you know what? I had the Pro Bowl. I was to say I had it on, but it was more for background noise. And when I when I did look up, it was just – I mean, there was a point where I think the entire defensive line dropped in coverage and the offensive line was just standing there. And I was just like, you know, whatever. But but anyways, we, we got a – we kind of got got away from myself already a little early for that. But we got a good show. Obviously, uh, everybody following sports, the news, the headlines, the, the big news is obviously Kobe Bryant. We're going to touch on that, but I want to touch on it from a different uh, different side of things. Obviously, everybody within the company, um, outside of the company, ESPN, Marshall, everybody, you know, they had their take on things and, and how things were. Um, and, and we did too, so we're not going to – I wouldn't say bore you because obviously everybody can talk about this. Everybody felt the impact of it. But uh, from a media uh, uh, standpoint, I want to touch on that. Uh, obviously, we want to talk, talk about the Super Bowl quickly. Uh, kind of a preview 
And, uh, you know, Cincinnati Reds, talking baseball, I want to talk about them. Um, they're quickly turning into the uh, – well, I, I guess actually they – I should say the Detroit Tigers are quickly turning into the Cincinnati Reds farm <laughs> system. And then uh, we'll kind of lead into the Detroit Tigers, uh, what to expect from them. And, uh, you know, we'll end it with uh, the good old boy Alan Iverson getting 50K – or 50K, geez, 500K worth of jewelry stolen, <laughs> which uh, last I uh, saw was actually uh, found. So so either way, uh, to get right into it, we'll get, we'll get into Kobe. Like I said, we're not going to go too far off. But uh, uh, the reason I want to touch on this quickly is uh, an incident like this, everybody felt it, whether you knew the guy, you met the guy, you grew up watching him. Uh, it, it, it hit hard. We haven't had something like this in the sports world uh, for a long time. And, and for somebody with the magnitude or, I mean, the magnitude that he is, the personality he was, what he did to the game and, and women's basketball, everything else, you know, it, it hit everybody hard. But the way I, I saw this was I saw more so a lot of things with the media, a lot of things that were wrong with the media, uh, I saw so much about TMZ, TMZ and slam for, you know, the way they reported it. And, and you know, what? I, I understand where this is coming from. This is a, this is a father. This is a husband. This is a, a son. Uh, this is obviously an NBA legend. Um, but not to go on a tangent, TMZ did what they were doing. This, this is their job. They reported it. Maybe they released names before uh, families knew about this. Um, I saw that there's a, a petition going around to to close up TMZ. You know, like them or not, that's the line of work that they're in today. Especially, I saw someone post it in our in our group chat. In the line of work now with social media, um, everybody's grasping at straws to break this news. They broke the news; they were right. But the thing that was more disgusting to me were the the other uh, ABC channels, the local channels that were breaking news news and said at one point that all of his daughters were on this, and it just you know, there were so many highs and lows, and, and I actually I shouldn't say highs, but I mean from one low to the next, and you never knew. And then it was tweet after tweet getting deleted by these verified accounts, and I felt the way that everything was handled uh, was so horrible. But I feel TMZ got the brunt of this, and, and I'm not saying that they're the greatest that they should be. You know, there, there's ways about it, but the way things are, this is how it is with social media. This is how it is with the news. Um, you know, th that's all I kind of wanted to say. I, I, I'm not giving a pass to TMZ or anything, but I was very disappointed with the way things were handled, especially being from our standpoint. We're not going to have that insider news yet as of, as of yet, you know, to, to break this kind of stuff. It got to the point where we saw it. We were like, wow, is this real? You know, like everybody else in America. And uh, w without me going on and on, what, what was your take on uh, obviously the situation in, in, in the media outlets and, and how it was handled? Yeah, I mean, it was first. I was perusing Twitter when it happened. Um, and you talk about background noise. That's the, the Pro Bowl was playing, and you're right. It very quickly became background noise at that point. But yeah, I saw T. You know, TMZ breaks the news, and you're already like, it, it's TMZ. You know, everyone's going, "Is this true? Like, do we know? Like, it's TMZ. We don't know if it's true or not. Is TMZ just messing with us? Because that's what TMZ does. But I mean, they ended up being right about it, like you said. Um, I. I I, I echo everything you said. I was very disgusted by the way that the other um, channels, once they caught on to the news, that they just kind of rushed into things. There's a lot of false information, and then that's just, you know, it's not fair to everyone that's involved in a situation. 
And yeah, I mean, it's just, I, pre- every, I pretty much agree with everything you said, you know, it's just rough to see the, the, the media willing to sacrifice the truth. And we, we hear all the time about fake news, fake news, fake news. And this was just a real life example of it. And it was just, it was crazy. Yeah. And like I said, not, not, we didn't want to go on, uh, you know, you can, you can hear about this on, on any channel and, you know, of course we wanted to, to bring it up, but it was more so the, the media side looking at that, um, you know, knowing what the media has to do, what their job is, but there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And, and TMZ, you know, they release the names, but, you know, uh, whether you like them or not, they they were right. They they got it right. You can't fault them for that. I was just more so disgusted with the, the local ABCs and NBCs and stuff like that. But uh, but just want to touch on that, open up with that. I know it's a kind of doom and gloom situation based off of, uh, you know, the, the person he was and what he did for everybody, you know. But uh, put some light on that, just how I thought about it. But uh, transitioning kind of uh, to the lighter side of, of the sports world, um, I don't know how you transition from one to the other, but uh, getting into the Super Bowl, um, kind of our previews here. I've been uh, – man, it's hard, it's hard to get into the Super Bowl, even just saying Kobe's name, man. It's like yeah. – but, but um, you know, I, I've been we've, – we've talked pretty much since, uh, since the second season has come out with What's Up Belly Up. We've been riding some teams. I, I originally said AFC – I had Kansas City. I was riding them all the way. I had Seattle, lost them right away. We all talked about how great it would have been to see uh, Tennessee take it. At this point, I, I, I'm on on uh, Kansas City. Like I said, I, I think I said it in the last episode, San Francisco's got a great defense, but um, I just don't think that they can slow down Kansas City. Um, I do think, however, um, it will be more entertaining than last year. I, I don't think that's hard to say based off of the score last year. But uh, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm actually excited to see San Francisco, although I don't see them winning this game. But um, what do you, what do you think? And I, I know uh, for a while you were going Niners, uh, you know Tennessee. I I, I think you kind of jumped around. Obviously, football is not your baby. Um, but but what what are you thinking? What are you looking at the, the Super Bowl matchup? Are you excited to see it? Are you excited just to watch the commercials like usual? Uh, kind of <laughs> what you look forward to. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this game. I'm, uh, like you said, I think, you know, I, th- I obviously Kansas City's offense versus San Francisco's defense. That's the story here. And I really do think that you've we got, you know, as much shit as I give the NFL because their officiating sucks. And uh, I, I don't always think that the best team wins out in the playoffs, which makes it unique. But at the same time, I think we got the best team in the AFC here and we got the best team in the NFC. So I'm excited. I hope it's a good game. I hope San Francisco's defense can stop Kansas City's offense, which has just been a train this postseason. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, there's a ton of matchups to watch. You know, you got Bosa trying to contain Mahomes um, and, and whether or not San Francisco's secondary can hang with the receivers. Uh, it, it, there's a lot to watch. Uh, I am excited for the commercials. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm always looking forward to the commercials. Sometimes they suck. Some years they suck. Some years they're good. So I, I do like to judge based on that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for a good game. I think we got the two best teams. Um, what, what is your, is there any inkling that San Francisco runs up and down the field with Morstead? Uh, I don't think that they have as much success as they had last week. I mean, obviously he went off or not last week, but two weekends ago when the game is played, it'll be two weekends ago. Um, 
I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think he'll have the same success. We we saw Kansas City stop Derrick Henry, so I don't. I think they could do the same. But I, I I'm leaning towards Niners now that you said that you're kind of rooting for the Chiefs because I, people just keep people keep sleeping on the Niners and they keep showing out, and I just I'd love to see him do it again. I would love to see Super Bowl Sunday and the entire panel picks Kansas City, and then San Francisco goes out and wins it. That is the kiss of death. Look at Minnesota. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I mean, with that being said, I, honestly, growing up, um, I, I've always been a Detroit fan through and through. But I, I love Deion Sanders, so I, so I followed him around. Uh, obviously, watched Dallas for a little bit. Uh, watched San Francisco. I love those uh, those block shadow letters that, or those block shadow numbers that the, those jerseys that they had. And I just wish they would rock those for the Super Bowl. I know that there was a a big. Uh, big issue with what they were going to wear for the Super Bowl. But but seeing San Francisco back in the Super Bowl, um, obviously Kansas City hasn't been there in, in years, but San Francisco has. But I feel like football's all right again. Uh, New England's not there. Um, you know, your normal teams, uh, you know, I just feel like there's – I wouldn't say consistency because this is, this is the first year that's like this, but I feel like this is uh, paving the way for – new teams, these young guys to get in and really bring their teams like Jimmy G, obviously Mahomes. I mean, you got young nucleus, young core. I love Shanahan. I love Lynch. Uh, the first year when they got together, it was uh, kind of a mess and everyone was like, oh, you know, this ain't going to work. But I mean, the, the total turnaround in, in year two, it's hard not to root for them, but I but I definitely got to stay with my pick, got to stay with Kansas City. So, so I'm taking them all the way. Do you think it's a right, so, uh, like if if you if you had to predict? Do you think if Kansas City takes it, is it like more than a one possession game, or is it down to the wire? I think Kansas City wins by at least two touchdowns. Okay. See, I could very I could very easily see that happening, and that's just uh, that's the only that's the only scenario I don't want. If Kansas City wins, I want it to be like a Mahomes last second dime with his left hand. I don't know. <laughs> so 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 rather than make it a. Four-hour Super Bowl. You want a five-hour Super Bowl? That's <laughs> but moving on. Enough with the football talk. This may be uh, well. We'll probably uh, touch base off the Super Bowl uh, next week and stuff like that. But but uh, we're getting into baseball season. Um, I, I've always always got excited for opening day. Opening day now is is turning into uh, uh, essentially the first weekend in the NFL now for me. Being a Detroit Tigers fan, it's pretty much the same scenario. You get excited for pitchers and catchers to report, go through spring training, get to those first few games, and then you uh, realize the team that uh, Detroit has out there. And and me being close to Toledo, um, growing up, I always got to go see the Mud Hens, so I always got to see the up-and-coming talent uh, in Toledo. Now, if you go to a Detroit Tigers game, that talent that should be playing in Toledo is starting in the major leagues. Um so with that being said, uh, Cincinnati signs Nicholas Castellanos today, uh, sixty-one or sixty-four million dollars, something like that. Um, that's on top of uh, Suarez. Uh, you know them having Suarez, uh, them having uh, I can't even name them off right now because I feel like every year they they end up getting somebody. Which actually I saw Suarez today uh, got hurt dicking around in the pool, so he's going to be out until opening day. It's always but, baseball uh, players. I, I feel yes, I, I feel like. The Detroit Tigers are seriously becoming the Reds' farm organization. And and for years, you know, uh, Dave Dombrowski, 
Uh, it was when now we spent, we spent, we spent. We knew we were going to have this this uh, recession where we were just going to be strapped for money. Miggy is still getting all this money, and he's barely, you know, what he's hitting 280 now with eight home runs. You know, power's gone. He's still consistent, but uh, you know what? I don't know how close you follow the Tigers if you even care about the Tigers at this point. But what are your what are you thinking? Do you know? much about the roster this year honestly outside of making a few guys I, I couldn't even tell you you know a, a lot of the positions but i do know we are loaded with young pitching prospects but when i say young i mean like single a double a that won't sniff the minors for two or three more years so they do have the ability to to pull pull off some trades but i think at this point they're willing to ride it out and develop these these young arms because if we if we suck this year, we're gonna have another first round pick, or, or I mean, not a first round pick, a good good draft day pick where, you know, maybe we'll put some defense around them, maybe we'll put some offense around them. Have you followed much of the Tigers this off season, the past season? Uh, what are you expecting from them, if if so? Yeah, I don't I don't follow them closely. I mean, I was they were good when I was a kid, but then I just fell out of love with baseball. And uh, I mean, obviously we know that Miggy's on the tail end of his career. It was fun when he was in his prime. It, it's so it just seems like it's so hard to. We've been so bad. I mean, I, you talk about expectations; they're not very high. Like, like I said, Miggy's at the end of his career. We're not building anything around that. And what it, <laughs> it's funny you say about the farm system. I mean, I grew up around the West Michigan Whitecaps, so I saw single A ball for the Tigers and whenever they go on like rehab stints, you know, stuff like that. seems like that's all we're watching is a single-A team out here that just breaking records for losses in a season. I was aware of all the, the uh, talent they have in the minor leagues. I saw reports and stuff like that. Uh, whether it's, you know, trade bait or they build around it coming up, I mean, they're just, we're in such that, that, that Dombrowski hole, like you mentioned, that – I don't know, man. I don't pay close attention to Tigers, but it just doesn't seem like there's a light at the end of the tunnel yet. Yeah, and to make it easy on you, no, there's not. It was no. Uh, it was more of a trap question <laughs> because there is no light. <laughs> there is nothing to think. I mean, we literally uh, we set the the all time city record, or was it city record for most losses by uh, yeah. a major, league pro, major league system, whether uh, Detroit Pistons, uh, you know, uh, Red Red Wings. Uh, Tigers, Lions. I mean, that is. I mean that that's that's life nowadays. Uh, outside of the Wings uh, having their their dynasty for a while, we saw the we saw uh, the Pistons have some greatness. Detroit rode it uh, through the playoffs into a World Series, but still never won. There there is a good chance that we will never, as Detroit sports fans ever see maybe even a winning season in our lifetime with the way that these teams are. And, and I know that we, we usually talk, we usually talk a lot about, uh, you know, just sports across the board. And we always talk about the Detroit sports here and there, but this right now is about, uh, I am sitting here and, and the more it's hitting me, it is like, it's not even fun to watch sports. Like I would rather be an Eagles fan. Oh man, I'm trying to keep it together. Yeah, I, no, I, <laughs> thank God I moved out of Michigan. Honestly, I would I would be probably out of sports at this point. Luckily, I've surrounded myself with somewhat of a community that supports winning teams, and I know what joy is like watching sports. But you're right; it's it's dreadful, and it's. I mean, we got Stevie Y, 
for for hockey. So you know, there's at least somewhat of a light at the end of the tunnel. The Lions, yeah, I mean, you know, it's football. You could always crack out a nine seven season. Uh, so that winning season, it's possible. Oh, Baseball's nowhere close. Basketball, I mean, we'll we'll get eight seeds as being under five hundred. So uh, yeah, right. It's just just it, there's like. Even if we were the Bengals, we'd be in a better situation. Like at least we got a first overall pick to look forward to. <laughs> we still screw that up. We'd get two two wide receivers that bomb out of league in <laughs> two three years. But but so so quickly though, uh, Red Wings. I, I know you're you're faithful. I know you hockey through and through. It doesn't have to be the Red Wings. You watch them all. You get the flack because you're a Red Wings fan, but you just support the sport. That's that's what you do. You enjoy it. But is there hope with these young prospects, like you said, that Detroit has, uh, you know, with Stevie being there, uh, you know, maybe three – am I reaching at three years? Uh, five I, I don't years? think so. I mean, do they have? Really? I think three years and, they can make it happen. Is I, I loved, I loved watching the wings. I loved, I mean, even back to Fedorov days, you know, I mean, obviously with Geiserman and, you know, all those guys, um, you know, I, I loved it. It was a different type of hockey. The, the, the Red Wings avalanche. I mean, that was must watch TV. It didn't matter if you're a hockey fan or not. Um, you had to watch that game at this point. Um, I mean, I, I feel like every team at some point goes, goes through this phase. I just feel like Detroit, extends it and it lasts 10 to 15 years where most teams can do it in two to three. So, so you, you can see w- within three years, uh, you know, like you said, light at the end of the table tunnel, I guess maybe, uh, I mean, are there some prospects maybe that aren't playing right now that, that would be somebody that we could keep an eye on or just, just guys that are maybe getting some ice time now that are just kind of going to have to come into their own that are really going to take this team. You know, I haven't heard much about Larkin this year, but I haven't really followed, follow the team so I, I can't really speak on all these guys yeah i th- a good chunk of it is just putting faith in steve eiserman i think i mean he was so successful in tampa and, well, and you know yeah. ever, people will say you know no income tax so yeah you, it's easy to get players down there blah 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 i think he could i think he could build a team you know I, I think he knows what he's doing he's a smart guy so you know majority of it is faith in that i think we've got a lot of young prospects that you know like zadina who didn't play until the second half of the season when we're already putting up record low wins it's uh, there's a lot to be excited for. Plus, we're most likely going to get the first overall pick this year, and you'd like to think that Steve Eiserman is not going to boss that up. So, yeah. I think yeah, a lot of it just has to do with you know it, it, it's make or break on whether or not Steve Eiserman can do his job at an elite level, which I think he can. So, so so there you hear that 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 gives me some to to think of all teams that the Detroit Red Wings would be maybe the team that will turn around first, uh, based off of where they are now. But I guess the, the 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 state of the city right now uh, is just waiting for somebody. So it doesn't matter who it is. It, like you said, it could be the nine and seven Lions making the playoffs, and you know that, I that's mean, what's going to be crazy. That an, eight and eight, an eight and eight team could go. I mean, it's yeah, just, it's just ridiculous. But uh, the first Detroit general, team, whoever whoever breaks the curse, is yeah. the, the city's just going to love it, them. And and it doesn't. And honestly, it, Detroit has been blessed. Uh, maybe not so much in hockey. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, I guess it depends on where you're looking at it, but uh, Detroit is also in some awful divisions almost across every sport too. Um, they're 
very few teams that uh, can outplay them. I mean, you look at obviously the Lions. We keep going going back to that. That division's always wide open. No matter how good uh, Minnie is, no matter how good Green Bay is, no matter how good Chicago is, it always happens. The same thing with, uh, I mean, the Tigers. I should in the Central. That division was the worst division in baseball, yeah. and they still. They still couldn't even battle out of the last, last place. I mean, I think the Orioles had the worst record, but but I mean, still. And then you're talking about uh, the Pistons in the East. Still, I mean, you could be an eight seed and, and squeak in, but probably going to get waxed in the playoffs. But, but regardless, yes, we're going to embrace them. We're going to be excited. Once that day finally comes, I'll be old and decrepit, so who knows. But, <laughs> but uh, moving on to, to an ex-Piston here um, quickly, um, and we'll end it here. Allen Iverson makes the news today. Uh, he he didn't do anything, but he had $500,000 worth of jewelry stolen. Who in the hell wears $500,000 worth of jewelry? Or who in the hell travels with $500,000 worth of jewelry? I mean, I get it. It takes me 20 years to make that kind of money. So I get it, whatever. So So if you got it, go on, play on, play on. But... At this point, it sounds like some 21-year-old kid stole his backpack, had the jewelry in it. Uh, it, it made it back to Iverson. But, I, I, I mean, the, the most expensive thing I have is an eye watch, and I don't even wear that to work because I'm afraid of breaking <laughs> I, Do you picture, like, do you picture a backpack full of jewelry, or do you picture, oh, uh, like five chains that cost $100,000 each? <laughs> I just picture like Scrooge McDuck opening up a backpack full of like gold <laughs> coins, just stupid shit, like for no absolute reason. But it probably was like four necklaces with just nothing but ice on it. I, I mean, th- don't get me wrong. I mean, whatever. But I, but I thought at one point the dude uh, claimed bankruptcy. You know, I remember hearing a story about him. I think when he was in Detroit, he got pulled over on the freeway in a Lamborghini. He was doing a hundred and some miles an hour. Pulled him over on the on the road. Um, the cop, you know, once they got him out because it was it it wasn't a high speed chase, but it was like you know what the hell are you doing? So he got out there questioning him, and they said we're gonna have to uh, tow your car. And he looked at the cop and he threw the keys to him and he goes, "Don't worry, I got five more." And tried to walk away. <laughs> like that's when you like I don't know if that's arrogance or that's just straight badass. You know, like here I am, a white dude living in the Midwest that can't even sniff 500k and uh we're talking about a dude that uh made a living uh breaking people's ankles in the nba and uh he was barely uh barely even six foot tall if that uh five hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry uh i guess maybe i brought that up because i more envy the situation than anything but uh but who knows you know so so whatever but but uh you know i feel like uh this episode uh this one went quick uh, we we try to keep these short. We try to keep uh keep you entertained as much as we can. Um, usually I I ramble on. Zach's more of a kind of laid back guy. Sit back there. He he doesn't cut me off. He he just lets me uh, uh kind of <laughs> sink the ship. So so uh, <laughs> you know Zach, you got anything? I, I know we don't really do a roundtable here like we do in sound off. Uh, anything you want to add before we uh, we head on out? Yeah, we had a comment on the show uh, for a request from Belly of Kev who wanted me to argue whether or not the XFL oh, could take yes, over the I NFL in the next decade. So I'll just address that real quick. I think it's uh, it, it's far-fetched. Obviously, the NFL's got great talent, and it's more or less functionally run. And so a couple things would have to happen. Uh, the officiating would have to just 
go to the shitter, which it, it's on its way. So if people, if, if the officiating literally makes it unwatchable, you know, maybe people flip to XFL. Uh, they would have to obviously get some NFL talent. So they'd have to be people that are sick of the NFL rules, going to the XFL, give a reason to people, give a reason for people to watch the XFL. Uh, and I don't know, man. A lot would have to happen. I don't, I'm trying to argue for the XFL. It just seems like a lot would have to go right for the XFL. It's it's just it's football. So any form of football, people are excited for. Look at the yep. AFL. Everybody watched that. It was a debacle. I mean, players after week two weren't even getting paychecks. You know, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but it's football. People were excited. I feel like the XFL has some some bigger names in it already to start. So uh, you know, let's sit back. Let, let's. Uh, I talked about this. Let, let's let's get behind some teams and really ride them out, and hopefully they make it past uh, week two, week three. Which he's <laughs> a businessman. We'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, I mean, I, I'm excited. Like, like I said, any form of football, uh, it's not going to be the NFL, whether the, the referees suck or not. Um, it's still something you're excited for. Uh, still looking forward to to watching uh, the difference, uh, what they do. And, and you know, I, I think it's good because I think it's going to put pressure on the NFL, even though the NFL is not going anywhere, not having any issues. I mean, they could care less. They market their players. That's That's one of the best things about this sport. It's not going anywhere, but maybe they do need a little something that will actually put some pressure on them to really take care of the, the referee situation or, or you know, other situations that uh, seem to arise during the NFL season that kind of get swept under the under the rug because hey, we're the NFL. So, so, so love that take. Uh, great job, belly up, Kev. That that's what you thought of of all things. And, and <laughs> uh, as hard as Zach tried to tried to figure that one out, he didn't have much on it. So. <laughs> He's missing football already. Yes, absolutely. So, so anyways, uh, appreciate uh, you guys all tuning in tonight, hanging with us. Uh, you could only see Zach right now uh, swishing his uh, his red wine around and, and cleansing his palate like a man. He is, he is amazing, <laughs> man. The, the locks are cloned tonight, kids. So uh, on behalf of myself and my co-host here, uh, Zach Mack and uh, his, his brand, Puck Puck Pass, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. And uh, make sure next time you leave the house, you leave uh, the $500,000 worth of jewelry on your nightstand. <laughs> we'll celebrate the Niners next week. See ya. Later. I never realized I was bad to think. Till it was too late and I was empty within.